Previously on the Fable Forge. You walk up and you knock on the door and the door opens and it's your old friend Lenora, Truehold. It's been a while since I've been here. We could have lunch, care of my mother, if you wanted to do so. <laughs> I wouldn't pass it up. Now you're back together. We're back together. What do you think stick boys eat? He reaches up his finger and he touches your forehead <gasps> and you feel like warmth and his eyes get brighter blue. You do have a sister. Her name is Evie. She is the prophetess of Oasis. She is the one who translates what Oasis says. Torin, she's the most serious person <laughs> I've ever met. Everyone sits down for lunch. There's a pounding at the door. There are two people standing there. One of them is the shortest elf. The person standing behind her is a very dark-skinned elf. He has been bandaged. The room sort of falls quiet. Daisy, we need your help. We need sanctuary. It's happening again. And Daisy looks at them and sort of backs up a couple of steps as if struck by her words and says, that's impossible. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. quieted down and is looking at the two of them, but I can't imagine either of you have a call to get up and do something about this, really. Sit and observe. Correct. Daisy pulls the short elf woman aside, and they actually go off into another room. And the tall, dark-skinned elf, he's not a dark elf. I realized after we recorded that I should have qualified that. He's not a, he's not a quote-unquote dark elf oh sure because that exists right indian it's like drow that yeah. live in the underdark right or like mm -hmm. dark elves and that's not what he is no he's okay. just an elf with dark skin cool he's left sort of standing awkwardly at the door and he kind of looks after his companion and daisy as they leave hesitantly steps in and like awkwardly shuts the door behind him everybody kind of goes back to what mm -hmm. they were doing um, and the kids are kind of staring at him because he's got a big bandage across his nose. Are we sitting close to each other? I I, I think, think you so. Decided that you were okay. Yeah, I like that because I I don't know why, but I feel I, I well I do know why. It's because Torin is the character that is being played by Gardner sitting in front of me Plot. that I want to be more around him today. But like. I don't know, we just had a formative experience where we saw some weird shit go down in the woods and now we're back at home and we poked around at Stick Boy and I feel like I'm kind of like becoming your friend for the first time maybe. Yeah. And so I feel like we've kind of spent the day together and you're the person that I'm like making eye contact about and like pointing at the dude, like making hand motions to be like him like over here, like should we invite him to sit, like what? Yeah, so I think that what I, what Torin will do is just kind of budge to the side nudge coriander over <laughs> and then turn and uh come wave to the guy both of us as characters like both torin and cory feel the awkwardness of a person coming in and not knowing where to sit but also are not good hosts <laughs> like a good host would just be immediately like hey what can i get you like do you need anything you look hurt can i can you sit take a break and we're both like we have that instinct but we don't act on it immediately like a mom might yeah uh, like daisy would if not otherwise occupied mm -hmm. so i bet that we just kind of like both sort of awkwardly wave and point at the seat next to me and try to get this person to come sit here without saying anything absolutely he has taken the hood off of his cloak at this point and was actually like looking the opposite direction when you were like waving and then he like looks back and catches your eye and you like point 
at the chair and like wave at him again and he sort of like looks behind him <laughs> and he kind of looks back at you and he's like lifts a hesitant hand like in greeting and then seems to you see on his face there's a sort of like a fuck it kind of well I got nothing to lose right and uh, he goes over he says is um is this seat taken yeah that's that's why we you know I don't I don't know you. I don't know where you're from. Hi, I'm Coriander. Uh, but when generally when people wave and say, you know, point at seats, it usually means we'd like you yeah, to say, I'm I, being he, an asshole. I, I'm I, sorry. I, yeah, I, I know that. Please um, sit down. <laughs> I grab a bowl of bread that's nearby. And yeah. I'm like, here, believe me, it's very good. You'll love this. He sort of gently eases his way between Larry gingerly, like, doesn't really want to touch you. It's okay. I give him his space. Yeah. yeah like I'm, I'm also not like a hyper touchy, so I'm, I'm not going to like pat him on the back. No, or like it's just that thing that it. people do. It doesn't seem like he's like overly careful about it. It's maybe something he's just kind of used to doing. Yeah. Cool. And he says, oh, thank you. My name's uh, Sheridan. Uh, it's uh, very kind of you to um, offer me a, a seat. There are a lot of children in here. <laughs> You see, the thing about my mother is uh, she's a bit of a... She collects, perhaps, I could say. Uh, how would how would you put it, Torin? She she sort of can't help herself. There's a, there's a, a magnetism. She draws in and holds things. Right, like amiability, but also hoarding. Sort of like a dragon. Your, yeah. Your mother... Hordes, ch- children. I mean, well, she, I mean, she lets yeah. them go eventually. It's, it's putting it very bluntly <laughs> for comedy. I'm sure you understand. Not to be rude, but what is she a dragon? Honestly, that's a wonderful question. I have no idea, and uh, few do. I even my late father really uh, had no idea what what she truly was. Seems a bit elf and a bit person, but uh, who's to say? That's alright. Not even sure she knows or honestly cares. Seem like she cares, Corey? No. You know, she's sort of a person that does does whatever she deems is the correct thing in the moment, and... (laughs) I can't say I always agree with that. I could do with a bit more premeditation around this place, but enough about Daisy. Yes. She's she's gone talking to your friend. Do you know her? Have you met her before? Why are Ooh. you here? Have I met my companion before or Daisy? No, Daisy. 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 I, I know you've met the person you came here oh, with. Oh, right. That, uh, that he... much was, a, unless, you know, big coincidence. No, Ooh, no, we no. We both on uh, the same bus and we got attacked. What? What's a bus? Oh, you know, with a bunch of horses and carriage behind it. You know, a bus. I've I've never met Daisy. The the woman Daisy, with Yes, my mother the, Daisy. The, yeah, I've never met your mother before. Then I've, why? I've never been here before. And why are you here? Uh because m- my companion Murdoch rescued me from uh the um temple in Winderwold uh, was attacked. Uh, I canonically take a big bite of bread. <laughs> I would remind the folks at home and my two f- friends here that um, Winderwold is the capital city. It's also where Jordan's parents came from. It's where right, you brought right. this package from. I was in Winderwold about three weeks, a month back. Yeah, this was sooner than that. How recent was this? Two, two and a half weeks ago. We've been on the run ever since. On the run? Do you I, Do you need a place to stay? You can stay here. I mean, we've clearly got plenty of beds. You know, we can put you up. It's not a not a problem. Who attacked you? Well, we're, we're pursued. Ah. The problem. Torin's question is a relevant one. Who attacked you? Maybe you've you've heard of them. They're, they're called the Red Dragon Squad. They they serve Queen Devani in Winterwold. They're her, her, like, elite assassins. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them, right? <laughs> Knowledge check. Okay. What do I know about this football team, the Red Dragon Squad? Got a 15. There's a lot of rumor around them. It's sort of like a combination of like the CIA and the men in black. 
like in our world where like it's oh, like oh the cia you know and like do the cia actually know like probably not so the, ah. the kgb yeah Ooh. yeah they've got a lot of like myth around them which they probably rely on right like sure. the kgb <laughs> yeah they sound really scary who's to say what they actually Who, are you don't maybe. live in winterwold yeah. is two and a half weeks away by mm. horse it's not close so it's not exactly something that ever really comes up in your day-to-day life. I'm going to go ahead and say that Corey remembers this and feels like it's mostly fluff. Like I'm not that scared of the Red Dragon Squad. Sure. Because I'm stupid. I presume that I would know also about... I would say it's fairly common. No, I think I think it's like you say, it's like even people in America are like, oh, the KGB, you know, like people or know. ISIS. Like yeah. a big group that's rumored to be really powerful, but you're not well, really these are sure like, what they These do. are like, they're an elite force, but there's not rumored to be many of them. It's not like a, it's not like a big group of people. You know, they're shadows that move in the night. You know that they're real. They mm-hmm. do exist. Okay. But they're not like a, a guard that you would see out. No. They are, they are a shadow mm-hmm. force. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when he says the Red Dragon Squad, I raise my eyebrows and take another big bite of bread, not wanting to weigh in on what might be considered my hot take. That is, <laughs> they probably aren't as bad as people say because he did say he was just attacked by them. So I'm going to believe him and withhold my opinions that are reserved for my internet forums later. Torin uh, shifts slightly away from Sheridan on the bench and uh, says, and what exactly did you do to piss off the Red Dragon squad? Me personally, nothing. You you haven't heard? No. Devani, she's destroying temples all over the land. Wait, get back. Devani is Queen, Queen Devani Queen of, of Winterwold. Winterwold. She's doing what? No? Well, Murdoch, my companion, yes, uh, says that she's trying to uh, establish herself as a deity by turning um, thoughts and prayers to herself. Oh, God. Well, as far as I know, that's not exactly how it works. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't understand it myself. I'm a, I'm a veterinarian. Ah. I'm not really... Uh, Cut out for any of this. You know, you and I should talk about... Uh, well, I'll, I'll hit you up about that later. Sh- sure. Remind me, uh, just say the word wood or stick later and I'll, uh, I'm, I'll have I'm, something to talk I'm, about. I'm spoken for, thank no, you. No, 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 <laughs> as well. as It's fine. I'm not coming on to you. That's not my uh, thing. You're very lovely, but it's not, it's not what I'm into. Uh, He's just staring. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I really don't know how to talk to people. Yeah, I'm gathering that. That's fine. I don't either. I also like animal. (laughs) Cory, Coriander, just jack down. Jack down. Look, if Chadwick Boseman was sitting next to me making small talk, I would probably be like, we'd talk later about the thing and would. Bye. (laughs) You're a veterinarian. Is there a particular area that you work on animals in any any sort of that was me that wasn't him i'm sorry animals torin let's leave <laughs> this dinner Goodbye. has nothing for us i'm taking this bread i'm wrapping it in foil and we're taking off this man thinks he's funny oh it's me a veterinarian oh no my poor city was attacked i work on animals <laughs> Sorry, he punched me in the giggle dick. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have one of those. Like, uh, what kind of animals do I work on? Or? Certainly. You know, uh, large animals, domestic animals, yes. uh, farm stock. Yes. I, I, um... Giant wolves. Giant, giant wolves. I, I, I like to imagine, like cinematically speaking that Torn and I are sort of like taking turns asking this person who is uncomfortable weird questions that are making him be like why did I sit down here 
And because we're on opposite sides of him. I and mean, so like I, I lean in and I ask him a thing and then Torin leads. It's kind of a back and forth. Also, he what, seems it seems like a pleasant distraction for him. Sure. I don't know that he's actually getting more awkward. I think that the more mm. confused he gets, the less awkward he gets. Okay, that's great, too. So but what I mean is like we're bouncing back and forth around him, sort yes. of bombarding him with various things. Also, what's happening? Corey, you've been stealing bread off of the tray that you put in front of him. Yes. I think that. As we bounce back, as you're asking him questions, Torin like puts another item of food on that tray. <laughs> so I keep eating what you keep trying to feed him. Yes. <laughs> Great. He's not eating, by He's, the way. Yeah, that's fine. That's okay. He doesn't have to. I'll eat it. <laughs> Corey's hungry. Growing boy. Yes. Giant wolves. So have you heard of malaria? Yes, of course. So I had to, you know, is in the abstract, but now we seem to have some pretty compelling proof that malaria has been here, like a mile or two north of our city, and did some things, and perhaps killed some things, or maybe or wounded was herself. hurt by an even more terrifying group of things. I'm not excited about that prospect because usually that's not a good sign. Thoughts. Or prayers. I mean, I I have both, but why do you speak of her as if her appearing here isn't a natural thing for you? I've never seen it. I'm only 19 years old, 18 years old. Let me look at my driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) He sort of considers after a long moment looks between you two and he's like you you don't know the uh, the legend of the, the the four wolves of the winds i mean it's not that i don't know it uh but it it's more that i didn't expect to experience it oh well that that's fair i think it's more that uh it just seems a bit too real if if she's harming thing things, that's not something to to, to be worried about. Okay. But if she's been harmed, uh, I wouldn't go into those woods anymore if I were you. Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about this boy that's going into that woods anytime soon. Can can you show me? No, I uh, you, mm. I believe you just told us not to go into <laughs> the woods. Uh, well, uh, but what what about uh? Mm, I, I get more. I get more quiet, and I like huddle up so that like people don't hear us talking about this. Because it's probably like I don't know. I feel like maybe everybody doesn't need to hear about how there might be a giant wolf that's getting hurt by an even more giant thing. So I'm just gonna keep on the hush. I just wanted to make clear that as you sort of have been talking about this, and his professional curiosity, yeah, has sort of been stirred up. He's mm. definitely stopped being awkward. Okay, cool. The stutter like is still there, yeah. but he's that's definitely fine. like. What? What it? Yeah. What is it? Like right. he's into it now. He wants to see. It, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. He, he wants care to see. That he's like, it's super dangerous. I want to see it. But take me there. Yeah. Take me there now. <laughs> take me there. I'm spoken for. I. <clears throat> Torin, do you think Winter would take him out there? Possibly. She's. She may be out there already. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I bet she'd do it. Here's the deal, my new friend. Name. Sheridan. Sheridan. I told you like three minutes ago. I know I'm bad with names, <laughs> but I'll pick out your face anyway. I promise you that. I'm I, spoken I'm for. I'm gonna... God damn it! <laughs> I'm not trying to speak for you. I am not trying to rob you. I'm going to say, yes, I'd like to. Let's put a tab in it. Because I'm not sure what's, uh, what's going to go down with you and your friend and... Potentially us uh, going into the forest again. Maybe the city maybe put us, you know, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I don't want to risk my legality to show you something that maybe I shouldn't be. If you'd showing. like, we can connect you with the guards sure. who are mounting an investigation into this. Well, I mean, I, I guess I got I got excited from the prospect. Oh, no, of, believe me. But I do, I do know uh, um, Malaria's brother. You know Malaria's brother. Uh, yes, they're, they're physical beings. Well, right, but like as a f- friend, as a... Oh, we've met. <gasps> what, what? No, that's just really cool. His his name is uh, Sunday. Sunday. He's the, the, the guardian of the south wind. 
Oh. As malaria gu- guards the north. Sure, I mean, yes, again, I, I've read these things, but to hear one say, yes, and this is my friend Timothy, and this is my friend Sunday, guardian of the south this, wind, he, he's a big old wolf. He's very lazy. Well, again, this is very strange, but I appreciate you, Sheridan. It, it feel like I'm being grounded right now, and that's helpful. <laughs> I, I, part of part of this is that I, I serve uh, Sirius, the... the Black. You're going to laugh because he's the dog god, but dog god, <laughs> which is a palindrome. Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. Thank you. Well, if uh, there's a dog god, there must be a taco cat. Oh yes, that's that's Jeremy. <laughs> it's the old say. Yes, Jeremy, the taco cat. He's yes, the guardian he, of the he, southwest wind. Now you're making fun of me. No, no, no he no. Uh, he just <laughs> lays in the street. Next to the taco stand. Huh? Jeremy. Let me tell you. He's real. He makes a mighty wind. Anyway. Sheridan, I I can't help but offer you a, a place to lay your head, if you wish. I am my mother's son, after all. For better or for worse. Are you tired? Do you need a bed? I am not using mine. I know you're spoken for. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I made that clear, yes. I, um... Once again, we're, we're pursued, and I right. d- don't wish to draw these people to, to your home. Well, I appreciate that. You're being pursued that immediately. But are, you, are you asking me if I want a nap? Sure. <laughs> that sounds amazing. If you'd like, you can absolutely use my chambers. <laughs> You're spoken for. I understand. <laughs> you can take a nap if you wish. You can stay here the night if you wish. I don't know what your plan is. But if it is to stay here, you are welcome to sleep on my floor. If you'd like a bit more privacy, then is offered by the dining room. But cer- certainly, I-, I would. I don't know how long Murdoch and uh, Daisy will be talking, so I, I would appreciate mm. an- a nap. Some rest would be welcome. Also, just a little tip. Here, you know what? You know what? <laughs> You're gonna love this. Everything you 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 say with your your particular voice. That sounds like innuendo. Well, I think that's a you problem. <laughs> I feel sort of like you're you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> I have something small to show you. I I I, I don't like this game. <laughs> Torin Sheridan, let's go up to my room and just quick uh, check on our guest. Wink. Audible wink. <laughs> Sheridan awkward winks back, but oh. it's like with both eyes. Oh no. <laughs> We go up to the room. Yeah, yeah. I show him the boy. I say, look, here is uh, the being we have decided to label Stick Boy. As I, you know, I'm sure you can see why. But Stick Boy sits up as soon as you come in the room because you're awake. Ah, there he is. And his eyes are glowing blue and Sheridan is mm. immediately enraptured yeah. and sort of walks up, ignores you, kind yeah. of. As I ex- I say all the stuff that happened with Stick Boy. Yeah, yeah. As Sheridan does not care what I'm saying and, and he's, is looking at Stick Boy. Hmm, huh, hmm, mm-hmm. 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 And he's like oh, poking and lifting and arms. And, and he's yeah. pointing his arms. Yep. I mean, he's listening, yeah. but he's not. He's yeah. clearly like, it's like any person who's good at a job when you put a puzzle in front of them and they're, they're he can do both. But he's clearly like, he's poking and he's sort of lifting the little arm and <laughs> he's trying to kind of look it in Stick Boy's eye and Stick Boy is mirroring as Sheridan moves, like what he's doing. Eventually he says, I- I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've both r- realized he's tied to this strange charge you, you have here. To be fair, uh, Sheridan, I, I, it took me... Probably too long to realize that, but yes, yes, you're right. It can't be a coincidence. No, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, he's very strange. He seems to be hollow. Yeah, I've knocked on him. He, he appears to be a messenger of of some kind. What? Why have you kept him? Well, he took to me. I guess I can't really explain it beyond that. He decided that I was cool, right? I don't know. He has not left, so perhaps his message was not fully delivered. Yeah, that. Coriander has not fully pursued the wolf that it was leading him to, so perhaps the stick golem's task is not complete. Right, so 
you know how I told you about that whole deal with the wolf and the stick boy and him yes. pointing and him being very, very concerned that I specifically go out and find malaria. There's something about this small boy that makes me think he wants me to do a thing and he's not going to he's not going to leave he's not going to leave me alone until i do the thing whatever that thing may be he's obsessed and you know i admire that in a in a young thing in a stick boy in a stick, you know i like my stick boys obsessive but hey you might be right maybe, maybe that's all it takes but but he delivered his message well, I'm not even sure what it was. He he pointed at the footprint, and then I said, oh, yes, I saw it. And then he kept pulling on me and pointing, and eventually he came home with me. And I that's just sort of where we're at. He doesn't seem as interested in pointing now. So perhaps... So the, the message is delivered. Perhaps the message is friendship. I mean, anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. About time somebody acknowledged my ideas. I like you, Sheridan. <laughs> Th- thank you. I I think I'm I'm spoken for. God, Sheridan, quit making it about yourself. Sheridan, tell me about who speaks for you. Is it that big old wolf that you love that's lazy? I don't love him. He's <laughs> just lazy. <laughs> Those are different things. Wait, so you and uh, what was her name? My Mur- mother's Murdoch. friend, M- Murdoch. Murdoch. Never seen her before. Eyes. Uh, you and her are friends, lovers, a yes to that, uh, both? That is a very personal question <laughs> for this right. stage of our I friendship. I apologize. I'll tell you more about Stick Boy. So when we were in the woods, I asked him some questions, and it turned out he could nod, and it seemed like he understood the commentary. Hello, you. It's me, David. You remember me, right? I'm that one that plays that guy. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We're making it for you, and it means a lot that you're even tuning in. I love that. I also love that you have been very enthusiastic about it so far and have given us just a big old bucket of kind words and enthusiastic support. Some of that support comes in the form of new Patreon donors, specifically one, KMK Designs. And we actually want to just give them a quick shout out. They are a mother-daughter locally owned and operated business in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is where we're from. And they make garments and costumes and real fancy cool things for people of all genders, all shapes, all sizes. They rule. And you can find them at kmkdesignsllc.com or they have an Etsy shop. So just search for KMK Designs. They joined at $3 a month. And what that means for them is they get to join our Discord. They get to have an on-air thank you, which is happening right now, and they get to submit a magical item or a weapon every month to the gmail.com, which is pretty exciting. So if you're into designing weapons or you'd really like to see a specific magical item that you know that's in the book or that you really love and you homebrewed $3 a month or above is a great way to sneak that weapon into this show because we love to have user-generated content. That sounds rad. Other support comes in the form of iTunes reviews. Specifically this week, Elder Crow Jones left us a glowing review. I don't think we could be more flattered by it in pretty much every way. Also, Elder Crow Jones is pretty much the coolest name there is. You know that exciting voice that does our intros? You know that previously on the Fable Forge, that that thing right there, uh, but it's better than what I just did. That, that person, their name is the Mysterious Marshall Dean. And we would just like to give them an official thank you because the drama that is present in their voice is incredible. So thank you very much to the Mysterious Marshall Dean. If you'd like to know more about them, too bad. Remember to follow us on Facebook at The Fable Forge, on Twitter at The Fable Forge, or if you have questions or comments or you just want to give us a cool, cool compliment, please do that at thefableforge at gmail.com. Our next episode comes out Tuesday, April 23rd. We will see you then with our ears. Is that how it works? I don't know. Please tell me.
wait, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that we had the same dream. It hasn't come up yet. Right. And I feel like if Sheridan goes to bed and then we're left like not in my room being able to talk about Stick Boy, mm-hmm. what if I bring up the weird dream that I had? Okay. And we talk yeah. about it. For sure. Why not? Yeah. Is there like, do you have a balcony or? Sure. I mean, there's a balcony in your room, I think. Right. That's what I was thinking was like, we. Oh, um, I see what you mean. Oh, he's asleep. Just step out. Step out to the ah, balcony. Okay. So it's like talking in the hallway. Right. But it's a balcony on my treehouse inside a house. Yeah. I see. Yeah, sure. We just st- step out and now we're out there. It's that moment when there are three people and then all of a sudden there are two people and the dynamic changes. Yeah. So we go out on the balcony. They just sit there for a si- in silence for a minute. And Torin says, I can't believe I didn't see that. There wasn't any indication when I passed through Winterwold that Devani was planning something of that magnitude. Corey doesn't respond for a second and then realizes that you were talking to him because Corey was just like in his own world thinking about what he was going to do later that night, not really being a social thing and then being like, oh, whoops. Oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, that is a little strange. It feels that we... We miss a lot being even as close as we are. It's just a little scary to think about all the, all the things that are happening currently, right now. People are dying right now. It just feels wrong to not be able to do something about that. I, I know I can't, you know, you know what I mean? I, I can't be constantly seeing every single thing and helping with every single thing. But there's got to be a way to do more than we do. It's easier to not do, but I think it's better to try to to more do. I, I got it, nailed it. I understand. Maybe that's what maybe that's what drives her. her the the queen. Oh shit! Sitting in a palace, trying what? to solve all the problems and not being able to. Yeah, with all that, all those pizzas and hoagies. Right. Yes, the pizzas and the hoagies. <laughs> you are. I mean, you are. <laughs> you're stranger than your sister made you out to be. You know what? I I'll take that as a compliment. How how is my sister? I don't actually talk to her as as much as I used to. I, I she's doing her own thing, and that's fine. But I I don't I don't get to see her as, as often as I'd like. I guess she's all right. I think I don't see her that often. She's busy. She and Jordan are, are managing. They have a, a good rhythm. They work together well. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yes, he is very cool. <laughs> he's patched me up on more than one occasion. Now canonically there is another like two minute silence where we just like lean on the balcony and we just look not at each other we're both looking out yeah and we just like stand there and we look out and then i say i had this uh this strange dream the night before all this uh stick wolf paw print death winter guard all all this mm-hmm. that started it sounds a bit silly, but I, I think I can trust you. Right, right, I can I can trust you, Torrent. To of course. Not sort of blab about this. So it was in this dream I'm I'm a lady, kind of, and there is there is a lady, and I am the lady. And it's like it's like birth, but also like just beginning and I'm like in the mud and it's kind of nasty, but it's also kind of beautiful. And I get this feeling that perhaps I'm supposed to walk out and sort of like spread my arms and- You were steady in the knowledge of your perfection, that you were complete. Whoa, shit, Torrin. That's good. That's good shit. Did you just get that from like what I told you or- And you had hair, long, flowing hair. Okay, this is weird. You were human or something like it. Yeah, sure. A human. Why not? About as human as I am now. In the dream that I had, I was not a turtle. Wait, you... Oh, you had this... Oh, I've heard of this. Have you? 
you know, the whole like, oh, we had the same dream. It means something. But like, did you, okay, like beat for beat, what dream did you have? You tell me what dream you had at the same time I tell you what dream I had. And then we'll put them, we'll overlay them in the audio or mix them together and it'll be the same dream. Ready, go. And we did that. It was the same dream. (laughs) Movie magic. Wow. Torin, this is a bit weird. It is, yes. Do you think anyone else had this dream? This feels uncomfortably intimate. No offense. No, (laughs) this feels like something your sister would be able to speak to. I mean. Which sister? The priestess. (laughs) I was afraid you were going to say that. Not that I'm advocating we should go to her. I'm merely saying... But uh, you make another compelling point to go see my sister, Evie. And I don't see any reason why we shouldn't at some point. She will be here for supper. Perfect. Won't she? Probably. Your mother was planning, at least from what what I was told, it was a big family dinner. Presumably we could pull the old uh, bench trick. The old bench trick gets them every time. Yeah. I love it. Let's corner Evie and ask casual stick boy questions and then some more prying dream boy questions. Yes, we will get the answers we need. Yes. Mm. Mm. This plotting feels weird. I don't like it. I'm going to go back to standing in silence for two minutes. Yes. So you leave your your awkward conversation on the balcony and you leave your new friend Sheridan sleeping with your stick boy and you two sort of go about your day within the household. Do you want to establish if anyone else has had this dream? Lenore is in the house. Oh, yeah. She's there helping get getting get supper ready. Right. She's your good friend. Yeah. And so the fact that like we both had the same dream and she's in my family and she can do charge manipulation and stuff. Corey thinks it's weird that just two people would have it. Mm-hmm. If it's like this really significant dream about like this woman that doesn't seem to connect us in any way. It's right. not like we had a dream about each other or something. Right. It's like we had a dream about this person that neither of us is right. and seems really abstract and weird, but we both had the exact same feelings during it. Yeah. I just wondered if before we move on, if that's something that you mm-hmm. want to establish. Corey doesn't. Corey's too embarrassed. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I was a lady. <laughs> well, I especially to a sibling who's I was older naked. than me. I'm, I'm not going to be like, did you have this weird dream too? Like that just seems like I've had too many experiences with older siblings in like Corey has had too many yeah, yeah, experiences yeah. with older siblings thinking he's stupid and having stupid ideas to do that. I'm too prideful for that. Torin might. I don't know. I think Torin, I think he will go find Lenora. What's she up to? I'm making dinner. What are you up to? Torin wedges himself in and kind of starts helping with food prep. Peeling potatoes or whatever. Yeah. says, I spoke uh, at length with, with your brother, Coriander. I'm sorry. Wasn't <laughs> so bad. He's, I'm teasing. He's exuberant, yes, certainly. Yes, he is that. Your family, you have odd abilities. I think that's fair to say, yeah. He was telling me about a dream that he had. Something strange. I was wondering if Has your family ever exhibited prophetic or visionary tendencies? Well, Evie's a high priestess of the Oracle, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have. I suppose that's true. What sort of a dream was it? He was talking about how he was a a woman born from the earth. Uh, Perfect in every way. Arising from the waters of her birth and Proceeding into the world that I'm not really sure. And her face sort of like, she has a sort of semi-permanent smile on her face most of the time. And it sort of falls like as you're talking. And she's like, she says, um, I had that dream as well. Did you know? Yes. Was there a name with his dream? He didn't say one to me. I had a a name with mine. What was the name? Uh, Aviana. Have you ever heard of that before? What check is it? What's happening? What are, you, what are you rolling? Have I heard of the name before? I got a 17. No. Aviana, you said? Yeah. It's it's not familiar to me, no. I've never had the same dreams as my siblings before. I wonder what it means. 
Me too. Corey? Well, oh, it's me, God. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry Hi. I stole that cookie from my daughter and ate it because she can't have it. I forgive you. <laughs> she just gets so hyper on sugar. Oh, believe me, I understand. <laughs> I'm the same way. I have to, Says you know, God. One hand hits the other hand away from the cookie jar. You know how it is. I'm just like you. I'm God. <laughs> nice to have this conversation. God, 2018. Aviana, that's interesting. Do you remember anything else that was odd? No. I, I mean, it's pretty much as you described. Hmm. Woke up warm and sort of wet. Stood up and the wind was blowing and there was a song playing and I walked toward the city below me. The city? Yeah, there was a city. He didn't mention a city. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> we do have different minds. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, I feel like... There are details that Lenora is saying, like the name and the city. Yeah. Thing. Like I feel like yeah. she got a more vivid or different version of the same yeah. dream. That's what I, that's mm-hmm. what I'm picking up on. Yeah. Based on these two details. That's super weird. Oh boy. I wonder if this is just something with your family. Any of the rest of your uh, siblings had it. I can ask around. Could you? Yes, of course. Uh, do you mind working on what I was doing here? Not well, at all. I can run around and take a pole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not at oh, all. Oh, no. Corey's about to be embarrassed. She goes to step out of the kitchen, and there is an earthquake. Does it look like she's going to keep her balance? I feel like... Yeah, she grabs the doorframe. It's, it's over very quickly. What are you rolling there? I got a zero on a dexterity check. Oh, no. A zero. Downy win. What kind of dex? Oh, uh, your dexterity check to stay up during earthquake. Yes. Uh-huh. I might as well roll. I yeah, rolled. would you like to stay so up during earthquake? I rolled a two minus two, <laughs> which is exactly what I wanted from that roll. Hey, you got it. So D&D, like, it loops back around, right? Like, if you roll a zero, it's a 20, right? Yeah. Like, an ace is a one, but it's also the highest card in Incorrect. It. Am I wrong? Welcome yes. to D&D, where we know the rules. Uh, so, Cor- Corey is still upstairs on, I so. on balcony. I has not left balcony. Corey is there. Okay. Uh, Corey is jostled by earthquake. Corey rolls. Dexterity save. Mm, I got a 25. Jade Christ. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I jump up on the balcony like Spider-Man. This is not common. Oh, so this, th- this isn't an area where earthquakes happen. No. Oh, so Despite I'm freaked out a little bit. Despite the mountain ranges okay. that surround it. Okay. And you look out through the window, the windows where your balcony faces, since your house is inside the house. It's inside the house, baby. And the mountains to the west are gone. Gone? They're gone. Like... Like, no, like something isn't like obscuring the view. It's no. not like it got dark out. You couldn't see the sky over there before because there were mountains. And now you can see the sky there because there are no mountains. Hmm. Yeah, Corey's freaked out. I run downstairs. Why would he be freaked out? <laughs> mountains are gone. Sheridan's still sleeping. That's fine. He can sleep. Wondering. That's fine. I, I forgot about him for now. I'm very focused on this. On this earthquake. Uh, he'll wake up if he wants. Where is my mom? And... Uh, Murdoch. Your mother, followed by Murdoch, have run out sort of into the common room out of oh, okay, the cool. pantry or wherever they were talking. Mm-hmm. Murdoch is clearly looking around for her companion who is no oh, longer yeah. in this room that right. she left him in. I see Murdoch because I was looking for my mother. They were very yeah. close to each other. And I realized that Sheridan may still be asleep. He was sleeping pretty hard. <laughs> I run upstairs. I open the door. Sheridan! Sheridan, and stick boy as well if you want. I, you know, I don't really care if you want to come. Uh, I try to like wake him up by shaking him. Sure. I assume he wakes up. Yeah, yeah, he wakes okay, up. Okay, cool. We got, uh, I can't explain this. Go downstairs. Oh, I don't uh, know what's uh, happening. Uh, 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 all right. <laughs> he picks up stick boy and follows you. Oh, cute. <laughs> I like how, I like Sheridan simply because he loves stick boy. <laughs> like that is, he is my touchstone. Like if something cares about stick boy, don't care. Must be a good Sheridan person. Sheridan likes... Anything non 
sentient more than he likes sentient things. Yeah, dog. I'm kind of down with that. People. Creatures. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that animals aren't sent. That's not what I mean. Animals. He likes animals he more likes than people. He likes animals more than people. <laughs> so do I, kind of. That's why I love stick so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheridan seems like my kind of dude. Too bad he's spoken for. <laughs> <laughs> I say this only because he has been very clear that he is spoken for. <laughs> and not that I actually want to do anything to Sheridan. Or his or singleness. Do or do <laughs> I? Maybe spend a long time hanging out with him, being friends. Maybe something like that. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, I grab him and we. I get downstairs as fast as we can. And by this time, I have probably hauled myself off of the floor. I think Lenora probably helped you. Aww. Lenora is very kind and very strong. She is both of those things, <laughs> I assume. As strong as you aren't dexterous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody is talking and very confused. There's nobody like crying or upset or panicking. It's just kind of sure. like, what the hell was that? I, the house is fine. The There's house no is damage fine. under the no. house. There's a really weird earthquake. And as I know, the mountains are gone. You do know the mountains are gone. I point outside and I say, the mountains are gone. Everybody rushes outside. Oh, yes, it worked. And sure enough, the mountains are gone. And some of your neighbors have also wandered out into the street. As is the instinct when a thing happens, Mm -hmm. everybody has to go outside and Mm -hmm. take a look. And some other people saw. So now that I'm outside, now that we are all outside, what do do we see? Should I perception this or is it like very obvious what has happened? There are no mountains to the west. Oh, to the west. Yep. There are no mountains. To the north and the east are the same mountains the way they've always been. I look to the west because I that was before I was looking. I'm like, all right, got nothing. I like start spinning around. I'm like, is it like is everything gone? It's just there. Mm-hmm. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. I don't say anything. I, I don't. You don't say. What, what do you say? Everyone stands in awe and shock, in silence, in the street as the light snow falls and the mountains have disappeared where do you want to go to back to bed <laughs> back to bed ah well Torin, it seems we're sharing another dream <laughs> do you want to cut to the next morning yeah okay you have the same dream okay any exactly the same no it's the same no name for us no name so i'm having the same dream that I just talked about to Torin and then Torin talked to Lenore about. Mm-hmm. We haven't technically spoken to each other about that, but maybe we could have a little bit or something, you know, at this point. It's pretty weird that I'm having it again. And so I feel like I could like be very aware of what was happening in the dream and like sure. remember it better. Sure. And all of that is just to say, Corey wakes up being like, okay, what's going on? Right. This is meaningful. This is like even more convinced that this dream is a thing that's happening to me, not something my brain's just doing for fun. Right. You go downstairs, Torin, you and Lenora go over to the house, and Evie's actually there talking with Daisy. Um, She has ceremonial ceremonial robes of her station which she is usually wearing. She has a small pair of ram's horns that look kind of like daisies, but are sort of tucked in amidst the curly mass of her hair, which is brown. Daisy is sitting as usual with the baby, and they're sitting at the table, and um, Evie looks up when she sees I assume Corey gets there first. Daisy uh, says, you better sit down. Your sister has news. I sit. (laughs) I sit. There's no idea. It's morning. I don't talk a lot in the morning. (laughs) What do you say when a giant <laughs> woman tells you to sit the fuck down at the breakfast table? I, I do you've, it. You've, I sit down and I do reach for breakfast. That's fine. Like you've rarely seen her so terse. The other oh. children are not. They're not there. Oh, dang. So I get the vibe that this is some serious business talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. They sort of make awkward small talk with you until Torn and Lenora show up. And oh, right. just... Um, were we summoned? I think this was a, there was an earthquake, the mountains are missing. Everyone go home, get some rest, meet back here in the morning and we'll talk about what's going to go up and what's going to go on. Like we need some time to process 
before we run off as a family and do something stupid, maybe. Yeah. It might even be more for Daisy's safety than yeah. I think her tendency is to rush headlong into things like this. Sure. And so this is this is something that your father would have done, Corey, would be to, mm. all right, everybody, just like, mm. let's sleep it off. Yeah. We'll talk about it in the morning. Nothing's right. getting done today. So like, then, I think Lenora probably did that i was just like gonna she's say, the one who said that probably yeah because yeah. um, it wouldn't have been daisy right because right. daisy wants to go so i think the reason that i am going is more to provide support to lenora it's probably a good idea actually i kind of feel like we after we went home she and i sat up and talked about it and like this is something that she has never done before like her your father oh, sure. um, like a crisis meeting well, right right but like your father died you know a year or so ago but i feel like this is one of the first times that she is stepping up and taking his role in the sure. family and so she yeah i feel like we kind of maybe we talked about it uh the night before where she's like i don't know what i'm doing or like you know i, I have trepidations at least i'm sure and so i think oh, that cool. the reason that torin is there is because they talked about it. He agreed to kind of go there as moral support to like back her up. Also, I think Lenora made Murdoch promise to yeah. stop Daisy from running off sure. and doing something stupid. Right. Absolutely. I yeah. just I feel like that. Yeah. It, it makes wouldn't. Sense. It wouldn't make sense for Torin to be there otherwise. Sure. It's kind of like when like think about nine eleven. Like it's a weird example, but how people just kind of wanted to be around each other. Yeah. It, like you're around the people, you know, after something big happens, right. sure. just because it feels like the right thing to do, even though you're not sure why you're getting together because you just want something normal to happen. Yeah. And since none of us are on the city guard or a, there have been people to go look at what happened, there's right. no way a city just they're, says, huh, they're probably, and then they're doesn't probably do not letting it. people out. Right. Exactly. They're probably not letting and that people word, out. And that word has gotten back. There's no point in going. You're, you're not going to yeah. get any really any closer no, than you are. It's barred off. So I think Torin has made a mental note to find winter soon. Sure. Yeah, and but. everyone's, you got this long table and Evie and Daisy and Corey are sitting there. Sheridan wanders in, probably still holding stick boy. And he sits next to you, Corey, and he's pretty bleary eyed. But Murdoch looks very little different from when you saw her last night, except for that she's taken off her um, her winter traveling gear. She's keen looking. If you've ever met someone who's like on their guard hmm. she's sure. not like actively like i'm going to fuck you up but she's definitely awake and aware and yeah. very aware like okay. yeah more than a more than a normal person in a regular city would be she's intense cool. okay. she's a little intense um it's not directed at anyone right. it's just how she is it's just how she is she sort of gives you all a you know a terse not meets your eyes and gives you each a nod um, and sits down next to Daisy. Everyone sort of looks to Daisy, I imagine, to sort of start off this little family meeting. Daisy, she doesn't, she just gestures at Evie. Mm-hmm. And Evie says, there's been a prophecy. And I haven't shared it with the City Watch yet because I wanted to tell you first before panic spreads throughout the city. We have a week before this place, in its entirety, falls into the earth. 